0: Or call 713-789-6397 Indo-American News Radio on Masala 98.7 FM Every Saturday, 3 to 6 PM With Jawahar Sanchali Pramod and Jyoti
2: Hello, everyone. Once again, we're back with our regular show, the regular segment in which we interview different people. We have three very fantastic guests today, but we'll get into that a little bit. We are going to be pressed with time because we are asking our quiz contestants to do something special because of Valentine's Day. It was a beautiful little idea that Jyoti came up with, Jyoti Kulkarni came up with. And so we we figured that we should uh, put this into action. And (laughs) so with that, Sanchali, are you ready with the lineup? is not ready for the lineup. Pramod, are you ready with the news? Yes, yes. Wow. No, but we can't go right directly into the news, can we? We can, I guess. Sanchali.
3: uh, It's right at the beginning.
1: Yeah. I'm still trying to...
3: No. uh, Yeah. Keep going back there.
1: Mm. Ah, Here it is. Okay. (laughs) So, yeah, promote brought laddus, two kinds actually. So, I was busy stuffing my face with the laddus. <laughs> mm. Anyway. <laughs>
2: Successful, promote, you bribed her successfully.
1: And I got the Lindor chocolates and you know Jawar is going for those. So, anyway, guys, as you know, you're listening to Indo American News Radio. And the first hour we had our unplugged session of I Think I Know This.
0: Did they
1: and we were very lucky to have three excellent sangeeta dua Radesh Gupta and Jyoti Man with us. And they have uh, you know agreed to stay back and we're going to do a fun session right after this. Right after I finish my lineup and promote reads the news. So today, guys, uh, February 11 2023, with Valentine's Day around the corner. Uh we are wearing red actually, Jyoti and I. So you're listening to In American News on either Masala Radio 98.7 FM or on the Masala Radio app. By Monday, you can hear the recorded show on podcast, which is uploaded on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public and Breaker. Please do support our show. Select follow on our Spotify podcast channel to receive new updates. And please do give us a five star rating. We'd really appreciate that. The lush valleys of Kashmir have been sought after for centuries by the various kingdoms which ruled it. The last dynasty was the Dogras, who ruled for 100 years prior to the present period. Retired scientist and keen history buff Dr. Upinder Bhan will be sharing the fascinating history of the rulers of a most beautiful part of India. He will be with us at 4.20 p.m. At 4.50 p.m., we will be joined again, once again, by our monthly financial experts, Ash Malhotra and Salil Patil. In the previous month on the show, they gave advice and tips on planning a comfortable retirement. This time, they continue to delve deeper into indexed universal life policies, IULs, as instruments to help preserve accumulated wealth. Article 370 that had placed Kashmir on a temporary status was revoked by the Indian government three years ago. Since then, many changes have occurred, including the return of those Hindus who had been displaced. We are joined again by Kashmiri Ashok Moza at 5.20 p.m. He has always kept a keen eye on developments and has often come on our show as an analyst on developments in the region. So we'll be learning more about that at 5.20. Also, stay tuned in for news roundup, views, sports and movie reviews. To be featured on our show or to advertise, please contact us at 713 789 6397 or at Indo American News at Yahoo.com. And please do visit our website, Indo American News.com, to track all current stories and remember to visit our digital archives from over 15 years. And here's Pramod with his excellent news roundup.
3: Live from Indo-American News Radio, this is Pramod Kulkarni with the latest news from Houston, the United States, India, and around the world. Turkey and Syria are still recovering from the aftermath of the recent earthquakes. The death toll is continuing to rise to about 25,000. Some search and rescue teams have suspended operations, even though there have been a few victims pulled out after three days. There are about 3,000 people of Indian origin in Turkey and Syria. The body of one Indian man was recovered from the rubble yesterday. The family identified him from a tattoo on his left hand. An Indian army search and rescue team was the first to arrive in Turkey. Since then, seven Operation Dose flights have departed from Ghaziabad for Turkey and Syria. In addition to relief supplies, such as critical care medicines, blankets, and generator sets, the Indian team has also set up a field hospital in the region. On the economic front, Pakistan has agreed to implement an additional tax on electric power, which was one of the requirements of the International Monetary Fund uh, for Pakistan to raise an additional 170 billion rupees in revenue. The government also agreed to raise the general sales tax rate by 1% from the current 17%. The IMF team left Pakistan earlier this week without authorizing the release of $7.1 billion. Negotiations are expected to continue next week in a virtual mode. Meanwhile, in Washington, D.C., President Joe Biden is continuing to receive rave reviews for his performance at the State of the Union address on Tuesday evening. Biden even trapped the Republicans into promising that they would not target cuts against Social Security and Medicare. Washington is also abuzz over the Chinese balloon that was shot down by the Air Force last Saturday. A State Department official has revealed that the balloon was designed to intercept sensitive communications. The Pentagon now reports that China may have sent at least four balloons over the continental U.S. during the last six years. In a related development, the Air Force shot down an unknown flying object off the remote northern coast of Alaska on Friday. The twin downings in such close succession reflect heightened concerns over China's surveillance program. Here in Houston, the city government has launched an innovative program to eradicate homeless settlements. A major encampment near Minute Maid Park has been cleared and homeless have been transferred to a repurposed school building that is now known as a navigation center. These people will be allowed to stay in the temporary housing until permanent homes are found for them by homeless advocacy agencies such as the nonprofit Harmony House. In a related development, the Houston's mayoral race is heating up. Several candidates have already announced, such as State Senator John Whitmire, former Harris County Clerk Chris Hollins, and former City Council Member Amanda Edwards. The latest to enter the race is City Council Member Robert Gallegos, who wants to be the first Latino Mayor of Houston. In sports news, the Indian men's team absolutely crushed the visiting Australian team by an inning and 132 runs inside of three days of the first test match in Nagpur. India's spinners Ravindra Jadeja, Ravichandra Ashwin and Akshar Patel were unplayable for the Australians who were bundled out in their second inning for only 91 runs. Captain Rohit Sharma scored a century, and Akshar Patel scored a career-best 84 runs. The Indian women's cricket team is now in South Africa for the T20 World Cup. They'll play their first match against Pakistan tomorrow at 7 a.m. our time. The Super Bowl will take place tomorrow evening at 5.30 p.m. between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. If you don't have a favorite, consider rooting for the Eagles because their quarterback, Jalen Hurts, is a native of Channel View. Finally this afternoon, we're used to ease eating unusual fried foods at the Houston Red Rodeo. Following suit, the Houston Astros have announced interesting additions to their ballpark menu, including Papusa hot dog, which consists of a Slovacek sausage wrapped in a fluffy Papusa flatbread, that was made famous in Central America. Also on the menu are funnel cake fries. That's all the news for this afternoon. More views, discussions, and music as we continue with the Indo-American News Talk Show. Thank
2: you, Pramod. Thank you very much. The pupusa hot dogs are something that we should all try. I'm not really sure what... How it tastes. Have you ever tried it?
3: No, it's quite new. Quite. I think if you visit any of the Central American uh, restaurants, they might have it. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, that's that's great. Okay, so now we're going to do this little uh, little different uh, ditty that, that I talked about. Our three contestants from the Indo-American News Unplugged session of, I think I know this, are still here, Sajali. And they are going to be actually... The good sports and and give us a little bit of uh, Valentine cheer. So we've asked them to to uh, act, to how pretend. The, to pretend that they have their loved one or beloved one, or imaginary or real, in front of them. And how would you propose to them uh, uh, for Valentine's Day? Deal. Sangeeta you know,
1: thinks she's been put on the spot and she doesn't want to participate. That's what she's saying. <laughs> no, but
2: but you don't have to do this. You can say roses are red, violets are blue, and if you do this to me, I'll hit you. <laughs>
1: yeah. I know she wouldn't do that. She's not a violent person. <laughs> Come on, Jawar, you should do better than that. So
2: who wants to go first? We have with us Radesh Gupta, Sangeeta Dua, the smashing Sangeeta Dua. Oh, and oh and the, the, very, ravishing the ravishing the ravishing Jyoti Man, the All lady right. in red.
4: Yes. So Jyoti, you Go want for to start? It, whoever wants to start.
2: Jyoti, you want to start?
4: She's Well, like, I've never been in like uh, in the zone of getting proposed or to propose someone. But just, imagine imagine. <laughs> a first. just imagine. imagine. <laughs> yeah.
2: Imagine that you have somebody out there. Uh,
4: kar sakti.
1: Yeah, You're what? speechless. <laughs> She's speechless. Okay. Radesh might want to give it a shot. Uh,
5: you want to go next? Are you sure?
2: Okay. Radish, get closer to the mic, please.
5: Yeah, so obviously, you know, like...
2: Uh, Radish you know, is in the market, by the way, for yeah. a, a beloved one.
5: <laughs> Thanks. I really appreciate that, uh, Jay. So, yeah, you know, like uh, like proposing someone, you know, when when I think about it, it's definitely not going to be anything filmy because I don't really subscribe to that. That's, you know, like getting on the knees. And I don't know, maybe that's a little different, but I would. this would be something that is very uh personal so you know it would be something that me and my partner really enjoy it could be like you know going to a retreat uh you know like going somewhere abroad and you know like we spend the whole day and this is something that will lead up to it and you know it'll so be, uh, what, what, like, how would
2: you how would you propose that
5: uh you know it's like a what whole would process you say, what would you say oh like what exactly i would say mm-hmm. you know like uh that's 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 going to you know the, like that
1: again, would again it's private a, yeah he doesn't want yeah. to share that yeah, like Which that, I that's totally understand, then... Sanchali.
2: <laughs> you're being a spoiled sport. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: the that that. whole. That's a whole idea. We want to
2: know. We so, want inquiring minds want to know.
5: Yeah, I would definitely like you know write something like a you know like a, a, a ode or a poem. You know, like I would just you know like put everything, whatever I know about her and how we, uh, you know, like um, how we mesh us as a, like you know as, as like um, as two people together coming together. You know I would do all of that, and I would definitely have a like a lovely so ring. you
2: you would you would actually spend a lot of time and effort putting this yeah, together absolutely and and spare no expense
5: yes absolutely i think i I'll, I'll, I'll leave no stone unturned to make it the most memorable uh you know uh, event of
2: so, of so our life so l- ladies out there who are listening if you want radesh's number, I can give it to you so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> matchmaking services available <laughs> j
5: the you know, uh, the matchmaker, yeah.
2: Good, thank you so much. And Sa- you?
4: Yeah, thank you for being such a good sport.
2: Sa- and Sangita, yeah.
4: Okay, well, I'm the last one right here. Yeah, okay, yeah. so... But Jyoti's
2: I- turn is coming. It's coming back. <laughs>
4: Well, I have been married and divorced so I have that experience quite a few times so it's it's coming from experience right that uh, well if anybody out there you can say would be w if you want. looking for a partner or a lifelong partner or companion I think they should look into uh, see if they are both of them the are, bank, bank balance <laughs> that, well that's in in the system too but it's they're emotionally mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. they are. Uh, socially together, they are financially together and spiritually. All these four aspects, they have to get into and make sure that the other person is adding the value into their life. Right. And if that doesn't happen and they're lacking either one or the other or, or any of these four, it, in the long run, the marriages or the partnership does not last. Long.
2: What if they don't like the way your your mother-in-law looks?
4: If the mother-in-law, if you, if they don't like the way... Well, yeah, I have the answer. Well, as If they don't like the way your mother-in-law looks, they can say that, well, okay, the kids are not going to be that way. So kids will, will be different. So look into the brighter future.
2: Yeah, it's right well, around the corner.
1: Right now, say, for instance, you found a partner and you want to propose. What would you do? It's not about who you're looking for, how they gel, whatever. You, you found someone and you feel you're ready. So what would seconds. you say?
4: repeat the question. What did? would you say to your partner if you are ready to propose? I'll be like, well, I have grandkids. And uh, if my grandkids are okay with you, then you're you're welcome to the family. It's a, it's
2: a good thing you wouldn't say, my grandkids are older than you.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, life, you cannot be, you know, sport.
2: Jyoti, you got 30 seconds. Quick, come to the mic.
4: Uh, I think like uh, it's very important for the person, for the two individuals who are coming together, to be mentally prepared mm-hmm. to be um, uh, to be to take that step into their life.
1: Right, right. But what would you say if you're ready to propose? On a
4: mazakke form, I can say, "Maine kar liya accept."
1: Uh-huh.
4: Tum bhi kar, uh, kar liya accept, yar. Uh-huh. Ye pyaar, mahabat, Valentine's, red dress, ra- red roses, chocolates. Sab befukhwe, befukhwe, befukhwe chize hoti hai yaar. <laughs> At the end of the day, right? Yeah, yeah no, no, no. You're hai. <laughs> right. So, so you, you're very practical
6: and
1: reasonable d- and not carried away by all this.
2: You don't want to hit the uh, the escape button, <laughs> the backspace button. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's wonderful. They were very sporting. What Thank would you, you so say, much. Jawar?
2: I would say if I were with somebody, make sure she's not like Sanchali.
7: <laughs> <laughs> what would you say
1: if you were with someone... Unlike Sanchal.
2: And so, oh that you have, your eyes are beautiful. And your your <laughs> <laughs> Your eyes are beautiful, your lips are red. What else do I want? I'm I wanna be in bed. <laughs> Ow <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right guys, there we gotta go. We Here's a commercial <laughs> break. Ouch. Bye. Ouch is right. <laughs>
6: Calling DP was our best move, honey. Her over 30 years of experience helped us to choose the right cabin. Ah, you said it. And now let's take a walk on the deck in this lovely moonlight.
4: For the best deals on Royal Caribbean's Allure of the Seas, call DP now at 713-468-7000 or email DP at travelexpresshouston.com. Willie,
6: Nanayakara & Associates, our hometown full-service immigration law firm for over three decades. Mr. George Willie unfailingly engages us in stimulating discussions about various topics, political, social, or current headlines every Thursday. My family thoroughly enjoys listening to his informed yet impartial views with his very own patented sense of humor and wit. George Willie,
9: immigration attorney, live every Thursday. Day at 9 30 a.m. on Masala Radio 98.7 FM.
0: Indo American News Radio. India News. U.S. News. World News. Movie Reviews. And Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday 4 to 6 p.m. on Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramod.
8: Indo American News Radio.
1: Ding. Welcome, welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Indo-American News Radio, and we had an excellent one hour and 20 minutes, right, Pramod? Uh,
3: that's right. And then we had the 10-minute uh, uh, Valentine's Yeah, special.
1: proposal thingy. That, that went off very well, I thought. Yes. So we are very uh, delighted to have our next guest with us, who is Mr. is Dr. Upinder Bhan. So, Dr. Bhan was born in Srinagar, Kashmir and moved to the USA at the age of 22 to pursue a master's and PhD degree in chemical engineering from Oklahoma State University. He's worked over 34 years with Shell and is retired now as a a senior scientific advisor. And he was involved in the development of the next gen of energy technologies for lowering the environmental footprint of fuels. He's passionate about the environment and is an ardent crusader for the introduction of biofuels, including conversion of waste
2: and that must be some from food and
1: plastics <laughs> to usable fuels. He is married to Sushma Ban. She's been on our show. She was very, very sporting and was on our quiz contest. A well-known leader in both Houston's Indo-American community and the broader petrochemicals industry and has two <laughs> sons. Upinder enjoys reading about science and history, traveling, music, and financial analysis. Welcome to our show. Thank you, Thank you. for the intro. Oh, sure. Yeah,
2: so. Well, good to have you with us, Upinder. You, good to be here, Jahar. Yeah, you and I, we talked about uh, something that, uh, that really touched a nerve, <laughs> and that was about the, the, well, of course, you're Kashmiri. Yep. So it had to do with Kashmir, but the history of Kashmir. Yeah. And some of the things you told me were, uh, I realized that I hadn't thought about these in years and years and years, and other people are probably not even aware of a lot of this stuff. I know, I know. And that's why, since you have a very incisive mind, and you're a history buff on top of that. Yes. uh, And you're a Kashmiri, um, and right now Kashmir is going through such tumultuous times Mm -hmm. I I wanted to see if you could share that history with us.
10: Yeah, uh, yeah, I want to give you a historical perspective first. Thank you so much for inviting letting me come over here. Sure, of and course. And really I think like you said that day we were speaking about uh about Ranjit Singh mm-hmm. and that really triggered this this follow up on it. Today I want to talk about how the formation of Jammu and Kashmir state happened mm-hmm. and really the key thing that I want to draw in here is about three people who really formulated the state. Mm-hmm. Before I go into the into the story of these three folks who were just amazing people, I just want to first give you a historical perspective of Kashmir and also give you a geographical perspective of Kashmir. So it's very important to learn that Kashmir's situation the geographical location of Kashmir is very strategic. Going back now I'm going to take you to 1800s. In 1800s what you had, you had on the east side of Kashmir, you had Tibet. On the north side of northeast side of Kashmir you had Xinjiang province which is now China. On the northwestern side you had the Tsarist Russia. I'm saying Tsarist, not Russia, but the Tsarist Russia. On on the west side, you had Afghanistan and down below south was British India, which was really at that time the East India Company. <laughs> so with this perspective, I also want to give you some something a bit more on the, on the geography of this area. As you know, um, Kashmir is the western Himalayas, so they are really Karakoram range, you're talking about high Himalayan plateau, you're talking about Tibetan plateau, really high mountains, very rugged, very cold temperatures. It really has four regions at that time. The biggest region, which most people do not know about, is Baltistan, and where the Balti people lived. Then there's Kashmir, Kashmiri people. Jammu, which was mostly Dogra people, and Ladakh, which was really mostly Buddhist people.
2: Where was Baltistan?
10: <laughs> Baltistan has been there for, for all, all long. Uh-huh. And this is a, an interesting story. Again, um, the time the British came in to, to really do a survey of Baltistan, mm-hmm. they were looking for the peaks. And they found one peak, which was K, which they named as K one. K one peak was the first large peak that they found. They did not realize that the world's second largest peak was right there. Mm-hmm. But the problem was that that peak was behind the mountains, but behind the clouds all the time. It was so high. It's the second highest peak. It's only eight hundred feet uh, lower than uh, Mount Everest. Wow. So yeah, it's it's amazing. But it's such a blunder that they did. They didn't see it. So they called K-1. For a very long time, it was only K-1. Uh-huh. And then there's the Nanga Parbat, which is the eighth uh, highest peak in the world. And K-2 came in much later. When they finally discovered K-2, they found this is such a... It was an embarrassment. They called it K-2 because it's K's Karakuram Range, uh-huh. and 2 is the second mountain they found. <laughs> and the British Geological Society did not let them change the name. Oh, it is still and state it's, as it's stuck It does talk, there is a Hollywood movie about K2 also. Right, right, right. So now, coming back, so Baltistan is really a hilly and rugged area. And then you got Kashmir, which is really more more of a beautiful... So
2: Baltistan is between Kashmir?
10: Baltistan is northwest of... So it is right now, uh, it is right um, south of... um, It is kind of like east of Afghanistan and... West of Tibet. It's like a majority so Baltic- of the it's northern... It's really, yeah, it is, actually, to tell you the truth, area. it is the largest yeah. portion of Jammu Kashmir state was Baltistan.
2: Right. So right. for and for listeners out there, mm-hmm. to Gilgit, let them...
1: Gilgit is also to, part of it, right? Yeah, Gilgit yeah. is part of Baltistan. Right. Right. Yeah.
10: And, to, and on the west of it is the districts of Hounza, which was... Which was Came up in the news a lot because mm. they talked about it was the Shangri-La of the of the East because a lot of people mm-hmm. they thought they were lived long and was so beautiful mm. and then you got the Leh area which is also another plateau which is the Tibetan plateau and a whole different geographies mm-hmm. out there and then there's Jammu which is in the south and then there's Kashmir.
2: So for listeners out there who uh, may want to visually put this in their minds if you look at the map of India and you see the, the top you see Kashmir and mm-hmm. right at Kashmir if you, that re- always reminds me of a guy who's standing there like this yep. and he's got a wave of a hair and that wave of hair is what Baltistan is, right? <laughs> Jawahar, I could not have described it better than myself.
10: This was amazing. <laughs> this was the wave of hair it was amazing, but except that this was a very rocky wave of hair. So this is this is the background. So let, let me also give you a little bit about the ethnicity of Kashmir, because that's also an important aspect that we cannot just let go from the historical point of view. So traditionally... Kashmir was a seat of Hinduism as well as Buddhism. So you have successive going back to pre-Christ you had Guptas and then you have the you have the Kanishkas uh, people uh, who were ruling and then eventually around there were a series of Hindu kings that came in from about uh, 300 BC to about 1200 A.D. Wow. Yeah. So there, the one of the highest, the zenith of Kashmiri power was uh, the Avanti Verman was the king around 750 or 800. And he, he he created a lot of these sun temples. The ruins are still in Kashmir. So you can right. go back and visit these. And his son was really a warrior. And he pushed the empire of Kashmir up to Kangra and Punjab. So Punjab at one time was under Kashmir. Around eight fifty. Really? Yes. Wow. Yes, absolutely. So this is; these are the facts that people. I mean, this is not something that we get taught in our history. Which books. this
2: explains why I look so Kashmiri. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could not. I, I could
10: not have said that. <laughs> yeah, that was that, That's true. So, yeah, Punjabis are Kashmiri. So let's draw that conclusion now. Uh, so, uh, you you're talking about um, so zenith of power came in around. Around eight fifty, and then there was gradual decline. And one around one thousand, there was a warrior queen of Kashmir. Oh. A queen was ruling Kashmir, and she was a fierce queen. And she really consolidated the power. She wow! Literally for power, she was she was killing left and right. She was what fierce, was her name? Her, her name was Queen Dida. Dida. And she came from the Lahora dynasty, was gotcha. ruling wow. uh, ruling at that time. So 1200. <clears throat> so there, there is something what happened during that time. I mean, you know that 800 AD, uh, Islam came in. And a branch of Islam, which is Sufism, got, got created around Turkey and some of the countries. A lot of people, because of persecution in, the, in those lands, moved to Kashmir. So a lot of Sufism moved to Kashmir. Mm-hmm. So, But see, the Hindu tradition and the Buddhist tradition was of re- reconciling with people, bringing people, and then nurturing and letting them grow. So a lot of population grew up in Kashmir, which became a Sufi Muslim population. Mm-hmm, grew up. Mm-hmm. So eventually they got to the mass around... I would say about 13th century to 14th century that they overthrew the Hindu king Uh and it came into becoming a Muslim state. Uh So then there were successive Muslim rulers that ruled Kashmir, which Mm -hmm. were internal Muslim rulers. Uh A lot of people like Muhammad Ghaznavi came to, but never got into Kashmir because of the mountains. Uh So they could not get in. So local rulers who were Muslim were ruling for about 200 to 300 years. Akbar came to power and Akbar set his eyes on Kashmir.
2: Oh, really? So, oh, yeah.
10: So, 1776, Akbar invaded Kashmir and took over. Really? toppled the local ruler and became the Mughal ruler.
2: 1776? I
10: uh, think yes.
3: that's a little later. No, no. Fi- sorry.
10: 1576. 15, yeah. 1576. Okay. 200. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sorry. Okay. 1576 was the time that Akbar took over Kashmir. Mm-hmm. So, there the the Mughals ruled Kashmir for two hundred and thirty years uh-huh. till seventeen ninety uh-huh. till Aurangzeb died. When Aurangzeb died there was a lot of confusion in the Mughal Empire, and the Afghans took over. Mm-hmm. So this Afghan dynasty was what's called the Durrani dynasty took over the control of Kashmir, and that lasted fifty years. Mm-hmm. So let me go back now to our story. So. Think about it this way, there's 1790, you got the Afghan rule now in Kashmir, and Ranjit Singh gets on the throne, Mm -hmm. 1800, Mm -hmm. okay? Ranjit Singh had this thing that, hey, he wants to have a kingdom which will extend from Afghanistan all the way to the British. He wanted to have a kingdom which will be literally equivalent to the Mughal Empire. Right. So for that, he had... So the first thing, what does he set his sight on? Kashmir, uh-huh. he says, I have to get Kashmir. So his army, which is the Sikh army, is not capable of taking the t- um, task. But it's a difficult task to get onto the Kashmir. terrain. It's a difficult terrain. Its weather is extremely cold. It's not an easy thing to get into and get out. Correct. And rule. Yeah. So, so he has now go back to these three men that I was talking about. First thing was was Maharaja Ranjit Singh, who had this passion for getting Kashmir. Number two was the king, Gulab Singh. Mm. Gulab Singh was the king of the Dogras. Yeah. Dogras were ruling in Jammu. Jammu was a small state. It was a city state, literally. And But they were the Dogras. Dogras are the Rajput race. Uh. They, are, they are extremely good in warfare. Uh-huh. So they had this Dogra. Army was extremely disciplined and extremely tough. So what, what Gulab Singh did, he aligned himself with Ranjit Singh, and together they attacked Kashmir in 1818. Uh-huh. 1818, Sikhs got control of Kashmir.
2: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I see. So
10: they deposed the Afghan ruler, and a Sikh ruler was appointed.
2: Uh-huh.
10: But not the Dogra ruler. Uh-huh. It was a Sikh ruler so 1818 kashmir became a sikh ruled state okay for this uh, ranjit singh was they he had to give something to to gulab singh, gulab singh so yeah. he gave him that he first of all gave him the title of king of jammu then he also gave him another area Kashtawar. okay now leave this in here a third person comes in and this is what was the amazing person comes into this uh-huh. picture now his name was Another Singh, Zoravar Singh, but he was not a Sikh. He was a Hindu from Hamachal Pradesh, oh. but he was a strategist. Uh-huh. He was a strategist, he was a warrior, he was a soldier. Gulab Singh must have had a vision to see that there was something in Zor- the Zoravar Singh who he could trust. So, Singh, so Gulab Singh had this vision of a republic, a mm-hmm. country, that would extend all the way from the east from Russia and all the, all, all the way west from Russia to all the way east to China. Mm-hmm. So this was his vision, but he wanted a vision. He wanted a country in the Himalayas. He wanted all of these diverse geographies, but he also wanted diverse religious backgrounds. Mm-hmm. That was the interesting thing about the Dogras. They thought they could rule together with Muslims, Buddhists, Hindus, and Sikhs. Ah. So that was an amazing thing. At that time, think about how forward-thinking Gulab Singh must have been.
2: But it was a strategy.
10: It was a strategy, and it was a long-term vision, too. Mm -hmm. This is what he wanted to achieve. And he thought no better person in the world could do the job other than Zorawar Singh. So he put all his faith into Zorawar Singh. Zorawar Singh was given the first assignment was to attack Leh. Why is Ladakh? Why is Ladakh important? Ladakh was the conduit of wool and tea from China into India. Mm-hmm. So, if you didn't have that trade route, you would not have this. These are two in, big ingredients for shawls as well as tea. So, the first attack, for, with five thousand troops, Zorawar Singh goes ahead and with his troops. Six months it took him over the terrain to go to Ladakh. Uh In the process, a lot of people died. A lot of people actually fell from the cliffs. It was a difficult journey. But like I said, Dogra soldiers were very determined. They reached Ladakh, they waited for some time. When the weather cleared up, they attacked the Ladakhis, and they won Ladakh. So that was a a major victory for the small little Dogra place. So at that
2: time, Ladakh was ruled by Tibetans?
10: It was kind of sub Tibetan, yes, absolutely, it was Tibetan, But they had links to India also at that time, but it was not India. So he took over Ladakh. So the vision of zarar um, was that rather than conquering people, befriend them, mm-hmm. make them your allies.
2: Hearts and minds.
10: Yes, hearts, earn their hearts and minds, rule it through them. So he, rather than deposing and killing the king of Ladakh, he... What he did was he told him that, okay, you, you administered the thing. We'll, we'll keep a garrison of people over here. And Zaraavar Singh went back to Jammu. No sooner did he reach Jammu, the Ladakhis killed all the garrison. Mm. Oh, okay? really? Yes. Zaraavar Singh was rage. He turned around, traveled back three to six months, back to Ladakh, deposed the king, still did not kill him, mm. exiled him. Uh and now set up a government in Ladakh. Uh So now it was a Dogra Ladakh government, formally recognized government, got created. Uh Comes back, like I don't understand what was about Gulab Singh's faith in in Zorabhar Singh. Uh, Mm Uvinder, I'm going to have to interrupt you real Mm -hmm. quick.
2: Uh, We're going to be going to a commercial break and when we come back, we have about 10 minutes in which we're going to be talking to you some more. (laughs) Uh, and folks, uh, for you who just tuned in, we're talking to Upinder Bhan uh, about this, uh, the history of Kashmir. It's fascinating, uh-huh. both from oh, the yeah. ethnicity as well as what's the, the rulers. But uh, this is Indo-American News Radio, and we will be back in uh, about uh, a minute. And we'll be joined with Upinder some more to, to conclude this fascinating story. Jawar, yeah. why
3: didn't you give the contact info? If
1: somebody wants it's to
0: call us time for the commercial break so when we come back we can yeah do and that and I'm promoting Indo uh, American, American News Radio
9: maharaja jewelers for when love is to be expressed not said Happy Valentine's Day from Maharaja Jewelers.
0: Sachipyar Ka Sachatofa. Maharaja Jewelers. 5821 Hillcroft.
9: Bringing diamonds to life.
0: Indo-American News Radio
9: India News
0: U.S. News World News Movie Reviews And Local Community Roundup Every Saturday 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM Hi, I'm Jawahar I'm Sanchali And I'm promoting Indo-American American News Radio, news radio.
2: Hello, everyone. We're back again with Upinder Bhan to talk about the history of Kashmir and how Kashmir the, the, was formed, in, essentially, with all the different ethnicities that were there. And you were talking about the Ladakh re- region and how it, the... Lada- Singh. The, yeah. Go ahead, Upinder.
10: Yeah. Like like I said, um, Zorawar Singh won Ladakh and he had Jammu. And no sooner, sooner did he get back to Jammu, he uh, then... Gulab Singh tells him that you have another assignment. And this time you have to conquer Baltistan. It's not, a, like I described to you before, Baltistan is all hilly. It's got the largest, uh, it's got highest mountains in the world in there. And Zorabar Singh was up to the challenge. He, he This time he collected his Dogra troops. There were only 2,000 of them. There were some Ladakhí troops. And they marched on to Baltistan. And in about three months, he reaches there. He defeats the king of... It, Baltistan was ruled by a Muslim king at that time, uh, Zahir Shah. He was, he was defeated. And again, he did this thing that he, rather than exiling the people or killing the people, he became their friend. Mm-hmm. So Baltistan actually joined the Dogra army uh-huh. and, and eventually became a Dogra-Baltistan army. So he, when he gets back to, back to Jammu again... Uh, the Dogra king, again, asked mm, asks, um, Zorawar Singh to proceed on to Tibet. Mm-hmm. Because what had happened is that uh, Gulab Singh wanted a very secure way of getting the silk, wool, and tea from China. He wanted a treaty with the Tibetans, mm-hmm. and they were not doing it. So Zorawar Singh, now this time, he had the Ladakhi and the Balti, Troops with him, and he marches on to Tibet.
2: Uh-huh. Think about it. Wow!
10: Even with vehicles right now, people oh, cannot yeah. cross that. So he goes all the way to Tibet on horses, on horses, on foot uh-huh. with these soldiers. These were like amazing band of soldiers that he had. Wow! And he gets to Tibet, and he gets close, to, and he de- beats the Tibetan forces. Uh-huh. So the so the Tibetan Chinese forces get beaten. By the Zorawar Singh's forces, but, so
3: now you have a large kingdom.
10: Yeah, now now he has now he has, he, other than Kashmir, he has everything else. Yeah. Okay, but, and he, he has hit Tibetans and Tibetans. When he won uh, Tibet, uh, I'm going to diverge a little bit. He wanted to take the Kailash journey. He wanted to go to Mount Kailash. Uh-huh. So Sarawar Singh actually went to Mount Kailash with his troops. They all went to the Mansour River. They did the puja and all that. And he he was really elated. L- least did he know that in a month he would be killed. Oh, really? He was waiting. Yeah, the Tibetans played a ploy trick on him. Because he wanted to sign this treaty, he told them that I'll wait. And they were telling him, delay, delay, delay. And they were delaying it. Why? They wanted the onset of winter. The mm. winter came in. They massacred the, the troops. Oh, no. Zorabar Singh was killed. Wow. Um, yes. And when the news reached Gulab Singh, he said, no He collected the whole army and they went up, attacked Tibet again. This time, they beat them thoroughly. And then after that, the treaty was signed between, which is Imperial China, uh, the lamas of lahasa and jammu and uh-huh. they recognized uh, that gulab singh is the king of ladakh and king of jammu wow so this was a this was a major step and this treaty allowed for the trade of tea wool and 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 silk
3: Okay, Opinder, uh, can you bring it down to Hari Singh, who was the last king of uh, Kashmir?
10: This was much later. I oh, mean, okay. there was Gulab Singh, there was then his son, and then came Hari Singh. Uh-huh. Hari, Hari Singh was the one who finally acceded to India. Right at that time, he acceded to India. He signed up the papers. They asked him to do. And at that time, what had happened in from Pakistan side? It was the Cabiles who came in. He came. They came into Kashmir in nineteen forty-seven. And there was a regiment of, uh, actually, East India Company scouts that was able to take this uh, this other area in the northwest area, which was which was the Baltistan. So right. Baltistan fell very easily. The armed people in the west of Kashmir, they called themselves Azad Kashmir, they took on that area, and instrument of accession was signed by Hari Singh, which was a grandson of Gulab Singh. Right. And and that's how India got the control on this area and the rest of the area got the the north west area got into Pakistan but Pakistan actually did not administer this area till 2020 it was the north west portion of Kashmir finally got incorporated into Pakistan but the interesting is is China took over 1962 Ladakh area. They took the Aksai Chin area, which is really actually the major part of Ladakh, got taken over by the Chinese, which is where the Shaishin Glacier is. Right, And there's a lot of... Fighting. There's constant fighting in there because India doesn't want to give up an inch and China does not want to give up an inch in that area.
2: Right. Uh, Hold on one second. We are almost out of time, Upinder. We are about three minutes away or two and a half minutes away from going to our next guest, um, it's, this is fascinating. What you told us, you you actually opened up my eyes <laughs> uh, on a, a lot of this historical fact, and we would love to have you back. But maybe uh, the way it's going, <laughs> maybe you need to be back several times. Yes, that's what I think too,
1: because you have so much to tell
0: us. You know.
2: So. Yeah. So unfortunately, we're going to have to tr- uh, to okay. cut it short at this point, but the before uh, I, we let you go, uh, Gulab Singh then actually was able to uh, to, to co- uh, consolidate his yeah, role. Yeah,
10: he was fa- finally, when the British, this is one step that you need to, this is a key thing, that then what happened is that Ranjit Singh's empire really started breaking up after his death. So the English first attacked Kabul, they took over Afghanistan, and after that they attacked the Punjab. Punjab, they beat the six. When they beat the six, automatically the British got control of Kashmir because Kashmir was under under the British. But then what this Gulab Singh, again, was a visionary. First, he had a treaty with them, which is the Treaty of um, Lahore, in which they said that, hey, Gulab Singh is a legitimate ruler of, uh, of um, Balkistan, uh, Ladakh, and Jammu. Mm-hmm. But he must have played a lot of diplomacy with them. And in seven days, there was an accord with the B- British East India Company whereby seven with 75 lakh rupees, he gave them 75 lakh rupees, three shawls, and six goats. agreement. <laughs> six goats, four, three, uh, uh, six male, 12, 12 goats, six male and six female goats. He got Kashmir. Oh, wow. Oh my and god and and east india company thought it was a great deal what that is? they got kashmir that he, they sold kashmir for 75 lakhs the only condition was that the british will be defending the borders because they were so afraid that the russians were going to come in from the north mm-hmm. so they wanted a buffer mm-hmm. state between india and russia up in the north and that's how the kashmir got created so well, he well, got okay. he got in in he got kashmir in 18 Forty six. And he held, and he, uh, he, held uh, on for a hundred years uh, almost. And he one hundred and one year rule till nineteen forty six. Right. So you know right. we,
2: mm-hmm. we unfortunately are gonna have to let you go, but uh those were Pashmina Goats. <laughs> yeah, they were Pashmina goats, but you know what the what the funny thing was? All of them
10: turned out to be male. So they took them to London <laughs> oh, and they were not they were not reproducing. Oh and my god. They finally realized. That hey what we have a male bad goats
1: deal it was. and a
10: lot of people <laughs> <laughs> they
2: should have checked very thoroughly. <laughs> yeah, somebody made a wrong
3: wrong choice of goats. <laughs> thank you so much, friend. Okay, We're going to have to have you back. Thank you. Thank yeah. you so you much. You
2: promised to be back with us. <laughs> right, I will. I will. We, we you will.
10: have to. You have to convince Sushma. <laughs> yeah, 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 I yeah, I will. I will. Right, Absolutely. Right. But thank you so excellent.
2: much. We really um, enjoyed thank this. Thank and you thank so much. We okay. and, okay. and and folks, don't go. Don't don't go away, folks. We're going to be back with our next guests who are. Ash Malhotra and Salil Patel. We're going to give a couple of minutes interlude yeah. to make that happen. So we will be back. Don't go away. <laughs>
0: vida to Mera jía.
1: Welcome back everyone, as you already know, you are listening to Indo-American News Radio and we were so thrilled to have our previous guest with us, Dr. Upinder Bhan, who gave us a wonderful history of Kashmir, you know, a lot of things which we didn't know about Kashmir, but now we are switching gears and we are segueing into financial advice and we have our wonderful financial advisors, Ash Malhotra and Salil Patil again joining us. They are our monthly features, so they come and tell us about different things every time they come here. And sorry if you all were thinking what the Hindi music was. We were just taking a few pictures with our guests. So I will give a brief intro of Ash and you can do Salil. No, you can do both. You want me to do both? Okay. So a longtime resident of Houston, Ash is also a proud U U of H alumni with a background in computer science. This expertise developed into an IT security and managed services business, which he has successfully run for the last 13 years. He is a constant learner and teacher, expanding his business expertise into real estate and lately into the remarkable area of financial education. Educating families about finance and the correct vehicles for growth. Uh, for growth, protection, and tax benefits tr- strategies is his absolute passion. And Salil is an electrical engineer by profession, getting his MSN MBA from Lamar University. He currently works in oil and gas as a senior instrumentation manager. Given his technical skills and phenomenal number crunching abilities, he dove headfirst into the area of financial education when the opportunity presented itself and has now made it his plan B in life. He's the passionate team lead of the FIFA Group. Welcome again, Ash and Salil. Well,
2: welcome, yeah. folks. Welcome. Welcome. We always enjoy having our Valentines Thank with you. us. Oh, good, good.
7: See, see I, I'm glad you clarified that, Jawahar,
11: because I, I walked in here and there was a flood of ladies in red dresses. I said, what is it? Uh, is Christmas coming early around here? You know, Then I, then I walk in, I see Jawahar and he's dressed like an Eskimo. I said, must, must be Christmas. I'm hyped. Hibernating. <laughs>
2: I'm waiting for these lovely ladies to come out.
1: Jawaro is out in the open all morning for the bridge inauguration.
11: Memorial Park Bridge, It's oh, very nice. Very
2: good. Okay. Uh, uh, you guys should go there sometime. Uh, the uh, but but now we have you back here to talk about bridging finances.
12: Yes. I know we just talked about the, the, the paradise on earth, right? Which was Kashmir. I was just, right. just yes, fascinated. Absolutely. Well, let's welcome our viewers to the world of financial paradise. Right, financial right. paradise. Right, right. so yeah. let's, let's, let's segue right into That's it.
2: That's really definitely where we want you to, to tell us. Last time you were on the show last month, we were touching on IULs. That's Indexed just started, Universal yeah. Life. You, right.
11: yes. you had something else to say bo-
7: about the economy, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll leave it alone. <laughs> that okay. is IUDs. Let's thing.
2: not go there. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but the, they
12: might as well be because they abort any any problems that you may <laughs> <That's laughs> right, yeah. Absolutely, That's right. Any financial misadventure can be aborted immediate, immediately. Immediately. Like yes. right? <laughs> no, so I wanted to start off today with just reiterating the benefits, right? And, and yet we, we got some calls from some of your listeners, which, by the way, we really appreciate you bringing us out here and and also appreciate the, the the community service that we are doing by educating our our viewers out here. Um, uh, well,
2: well. since you mentioned that, and while people are listening in on you, throw out a few numbers so that they can call you.
11: Sure. So, uh, best way to get through is to me, Ash. My number is 832-723-9555.
2: Repeat and, that, please. Yeah,
11: Eight? 832-723-9555. And, and, go ahead and go ahead and text me first, uh, just with a little intro, and uh, I will get back to you.
2: Okay. With that being said, go ahead, Salil.
12: Yeah. So I'm, I'm just going to reiterate this. And, and one of the, another, uh, the listeners called us and said, hey, it was a little confusing, you know, term life, whole life, IUL. I'm just going to explain this the most easiest way possible. Back in the days, we had the rotary phone. We had to be at the phone. We had to pick up the phone. We had to talk to the phone. Consider that as term life. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then came the uh, the car phones, where you could be a little bit mobile, but you still were you know, within the confines of whatever vehicle you were driving still in, still tethered. Consider, yeah, still tethered to the vehicle. Yes. Consider that as a whole life. Now you have the, then you had the Blackberries, right, where mm. you could text this, that, but you know, you, you were still calling and you were still texting people on there. Consider that as your universal lives. Mm-hmm. Now you have the iPhone, where the least function you ever use on an iPhone is to call somebody, uh. correct? You do everything except calling. You text. You use it for you know for your financial plan, for your banking, for your to play stocks, to 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 read the news, mm-hmm, everything. Mm-hmm. And then if you remember, oh my god, I can call somebody from this too. That is exactly an IUL. Mm-hmm. Okay, protection is there, but it has all these other benefits mm. that need to come out in the open for people to really exploit that. Right. Yeah, so I I feel that this is a great analogy. You know, okay.
2: Dude. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, so the uh, the the thing about IULs that everyone needs to understand is that you have the you have the ability to to move funds around absolutely into indexes that you feel comfortable with correct but it is term life insurance p- tied into it
12: absolutely yes but it's not limited to the to the limits set by term life this one goes all the way up to age one twenty Really? whereas the term life is like the name suggests but, limited but by it, the term. but it's
2: it's uh the 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 premium is fixed is the that-
12: the premium that's the other beauty of it. the premium is very flexible you can go from whatever you, whatever is the minimum to all the way maximum that is you know that the i r s specifies that you can do for a certain policy but because, the older you get the premium gets higher but but you have the ability yes that is correct the the older you get the cost of insurance goes higher right right As a matter of fact, the cost of insurance, if you look at it over a period of, you know, say 20, 25 years, it basically levels off because of the gains that you get. In the investment strategies that you are putting your money in, that more than offsets your your insurance costs. So you're
2: saying true. the gains would pay for the premiums for the term life.
12: More than that, they would not only pay for the for the premiums, but they would also add more cash value to your to your policy, which you can use now tax free. Did I say that right? Tax free mm-hmm. during your retirement. So,
11: so just for clarification, Jawar, we we do not refer to that as term life because
2: o- it's o- not. Hold, hold on to that yes. thought. We're almost uh, twenty seconds away from our. First commercial. All right. Sure. So, if you don't mind, we'll be back at this, folks, with uh, with both the gentlemen after the commercial break. This is Indo American News Radio. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Masala
9: Radio. You're listening to Masala Radio, one hundred and seven point five KGLK HD four, Lake Jackson, and ninety eight point seven FM K two five four BZ Fairbanks.
7: Masala.
9: मैं हूं आपकी बेबो, कहते हैं कि love is blind प्यार पागल बना देता है but for me love needs no reason it's direct dil se. Ki heart-to-heart collection Malabar Golden Diamonds ki taraf se. featuring finely crafted jewelry that makes for fantastic love statements and what's more you will get a branded watch free with every heart-to-heart diamond jewelry collection so visit Malabar Golden Diamonds Dallas Dallas at
6: 5811 Preston Road
0: if you think you're keeping up with the news tell us what you know get on the Indo-American News Radio quiz show
6: I think I know
9: this The only quiz of its kind on Desi Radio
0: In the US And win points, a prize, laughs and make friends To get on the Indo-American News Radio Email today Indo-AmericanNews at yahoo.com Or call 713-789-6397 Indo-American News Radio On Masala 98.7 FM Every Saturday 3-6 to PM With Jawahar Sanchali Pramod and Jyoti Indo-American News Radio,
1: India News,
0: U.S. News, World News, Movie Reviews, and Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday, 4 to 6 p.m. on Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramod. Indo-American News Radio. Radio.
2: Hello, everyone. We're back again with uh, Salil Patil and Ash Malhotra. No relation to me, although sometimes we do call ourselves... (laughs) Uh,
11: big th- brother and little brother big, yes. Yes, yes, exactly And today
1: he called awesome. you your Valentine he, <laughs> I, I did? <laughs> I, did.
11: I, I called him an Eskimo <laughs>
1: <laughs> No, he Didn't quite called you him. Oh, he
7: called me
2: <laughs> He's thinking of me like an Eskimo pie You know the pie that you use? <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, we're talking to them because they have such amazing amount of information on financial instruments, especially IULs, mm-hmm. uh, Indexed Universal Life Policies, policies. Exactly. which are a combination of term life policy, uh, policy as well as uh, the benefit of taking investing. the money and investing it in index funds. Absolutely. Right. I, I finally got it. After all these months, <laughs> I finally got it. I,
12: I would just say, just a quick correction again, just semantics, but instead of saying investing in funds, just say it's pegged to the indexes, to where we don't actually go and invest in them. We just peg ourselves to the index. If the index goes up, we benefit if the index goes down. But you we have the ability protection. to change the
2: index, right? Absolutely. Yes, right.
12: You, you have the ability to change the, the, the amounts that you contribute in it, as well as what percentages you want to go, you know, to, towards each index. Absolutely. right, right, right. Yes. And, and so also I, I asked the question about whether
2: the term life policy was a fixed premium because and the once you told me Salil that it's the premium is actually paid by the growth in the fund
12: absolutely correct yes it's kind of like but you don't get dividends in the fund well you don't get dividends because the best part over here is the dividends are normally associated with the whole life policy you know now the dividends over here are in in lieu of dividends what you get is the crediting from the options market that you play and the, the, the best part about this is these are not just paper gains like you see in a mutual fund account or an, or an ETF account. The, the interest that you get from the maturing of a certain segment actually gets credited to your policy. Mm-hmm. So if you started with X and you got, say, 0.2X, now 1.2X now becomes your new floor that will be protected by this policy. So you have a continuous growth associated with it in right. the good years of the market.
2: And w- another thing I want to clarify ever, for everybody, because in the, the little write-up that I sent to everyone, the promotion, I've, I've mentioned you, both of you as financial advisors, but you are not advisors. We are financial you, educators, Educators, yes. because yeah. you're not really charging a fee. <laughs> Absolutely
11: and, correct. That's correct.
12: That's correct. Absolutely correct. Yes.
1: You also have to tell our listeners the benefits you reap from, you know, withdrawing after a certain period of time and the fixed income that you are guaranteed. Absolutely. You
2: sound like one of them. (laughs) Yes.
12: She's learned a lot. (laughs) She's learned a lot. So has Pramod, I guess. Ash has a nice little write-up on that one. yes, Yes. But I
2: noticed just by way of a little digression, Every Saturday, Pramod makes Sanchali a cup of coffee,
12: and
1: and Jawahar is so envious, and I and he, he comes out there, brings them both that of he coffee, has to, you know, uh, announce it, on air. And
2: wow. I'm I'm talking about term life, and he's giving her the time of her life. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's that's pushing it a bit. So I'm that, sure that I endure <laughs> the
1: term of this radio show, <laughs> <laughs> Jawahar.
11: All right, guys, go ahead. All right, all right, let's time, Dash, to, get, time to get serious again yes okay. <laughs> see in Pramod's defense you know Pramod only has two hands he's a human being you know, he, <laughs> he can only carry two cups of coffee good, good observation I <laughs> <laughs> so carry the
3: two cups in my left hand and open,
11: open
2: the problem. door, the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> thank you so much Pramod really so, appreciate it so potentially it. <laughs>
11: you could carry three cups okay.
3: <laughs> yeah. that's that's what you're getting. The, the okay. Pramod
2: you just you have to only kick the door to open it
3: <laughs> <laughs> no they open inside so anyway okay
11: back back to the fun yet serious stuff all right so um i o l s the the way they are designed, I just just wanted to <clears throat> give you a little more perspective, so just just a little correction on what Javar said you know there's it's not exactly called term life, these are life insurance policies, right, so that that is still the umbrella term for everything that the IUL is permanent life insurance, that's permanent life life insurance policies. And, and you know, they've, they've got a, a cash component to it, the cash value component as, as we call it. Right. So, so there's two aspects to an IUL. One, one is the death benefit and the other one is called a living benefit. Right. And as, as opposed to term life, which is, which is more or less just a death benefit. You pay in fixed amount every month. And, you know, for a certain number of years, uh, and and it's done. So if if the person were to pass away, find the uh, you know the the the, the beneficiaries would uh, get what what is there in the term life insurance. And if the person was not to pass away in that in that time of term insurance, all the money goes to the insurance company. You don't get a dime back from them. Mm-hmm. Now that's that's where the IUL policies or the whole life policies differ from these. Uh, from term life policies in that in that there is a cash value accumulation so you're, you're putting in cash towards um, you know of course the protection part of it which is the death benefit but what about the you know what about the value of the cash itself you know we are, we are trying to find a way to improve the position of the cash to increase the cash use dollar cost averaging increase the amount of money that is available in the policy so that the insurance company gets covered for their risk that they are taking on us uh, which which is to insure us for these massive amounts of money in case uh, we were to pass away, and the insurance company now has uh, sufficient flexibility to to hedge their bets with the cash value that uh, or the excess cash that we are putting into the policies to give us a return, based on like Salil was just mentioning that that uh, the insurance companies will hedge their bets against uh, certain indices. That we can, uh, you know, that that we can spread out, we can spread our risk over multiple indices that perform differently. So that's that would be the huge uh, benefit um, of of how the cash value increases. But what is what is the living benefit? The living benefit is that we are able to borrow against this cash. It's ultimately our cash that's that's going in there. Remember that. So once the insurance company sort of made up uh, the money they need to make for for the uh you know the taking on the risk of uh giving us the insurance beyond that uh you know the the cash is essentially ours that we can borrow against we we can take tax free so that that must be remembered that that is a huge part of what these policies are and uh, you know how how are the how are the insurance companies making money and how do we make money it's it's an interest credit now that there is no there is no actual physical uh, amount of our money that's going into the market it is it is sort of being hedged into options so the insurance companies are able to play with a much larger pool of money than you and i can put in mm-hmm. there and and that's why you know the the benefits to them are a lot larger and they can afford to give us good uh, interest crediting which is what salil just mentioned that you know this gets credited back to us it's similar to a bank account there's actual cash coming back into the bank account our cash value is growing this is not a paper game as as you would in the as you would in the markets out there you know with your mutual funds or stocks or what have you this is actual cash coming in that you can pull out and utilize for whatever you need to do while you're still alive so that that's what makes these kind of policies very different from term life policies you have a living benefit and you have a debt benefit so let's let's let, let's keep I've, going I've always
12: forbidden the word term life now. Yes. Yeah,
1: we are yes. not going to use we, that. we, word we try not to use so that so expand <laughs> a little bit more about the living benefit
12: absolutely sure
11: sure so why why didn't
12: you okay, comment Okay sure away? I can do that so so first of all the, the, the most important part of a living benefit is you can always use this living benefit to supplement your retirement income as people have noticed in 2022 when the market was really down why would you want to withdraw money in a down market You can always use your IUL funds, which have floor protection, hence have not gone down. You can always withdraw them and supplement your income. That's the key
1: key thing that we have to stress and emphasize that there is... No.
12: Yeah, there is a floor protection. Exactly. There is a floor protection that you, yes. the the
1: floor you will projection. not lose so, any you won't money, that lose money.
12: But suddenly, so it
3: takes big big a long thing. time to build up that. That is cash absolutely. Remote.
12: when was the? So this is a quiz, okay? I think I know this quiz. When was the best time to get insurance? Uh, earlier, the better. When? Yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yesterday, right? I mean, yeah. remember, guys, the best time to get it was yesterday. Whenever you are young, monetize your health. Monetize your health. Lock into those early low cost of insurance rates okay so coming back to benefits but because but,
2: but if to promote's point mm-hmm. if you were not smart enough to buy it earlier on you and you buy it in your 30s you actually have to wait until you have a sufficient cash value to, in order to be able to do some of this no,
12: not really you could still buy it and pay the bare minimum that you need to keep the policy alive and of course you're monetizing on your health and you're locking in a very low rate you you get it as soon as possible and then as and when the cash influx comes in at that point it's not predicated on what your health is at that point in time you can always play catch up and you can you can you can make up for all those lost payments that we have that's what i did mm. when i started this in 44 I, I know i was late but i had the cash because you know by that time you you are relatively well settled you know kids are not going to college You're already through with your, you know, mortgage and everything. Mm -hmm. At least, you know, major Asian families. So you
3: put in a higher premium. Absolutely, sir. Yes, yes. I
12: did the maximum that I could as per the IRS rules and I maxed it out, you know, to to get the maximum out of my investment strategies.
2: I see. Uh, Once again, folks, for those of you who tuned in and you want to know more and to be able to reach these gentlemen, you can reach Ash Malhotra at 832-723-9555. 832-723-9555 832 and they can uh, give you
12: more detailed information one-on-one. Yeah. So carry on, guys. Actually, what I wanted to do was just give a quick comparison between, you know, a mutual fund strategy and an IUL. Because, you know, a lot of people are very savvy about mutual funds, right? Um, so one of the quick advantages are, you know, you have tax advantage withdrawals in an IUL versus taxed capital gains and dividends in a mutual fund or an exchange rate fund. Um, interest is credited to your account on the maturity of the option versus paper gains. Like all of us had massive paper gains during 2021, but we never knew whether the market was going to come up or come down. So... As our gains were g- g- went up in 2021, they went down in 2022. Well, that would not have happened in case of an IUL because mm-hmm. as you can see from my account, here I'm smiling, because it locked into the the, mm-hmm. the, the the gains that I made in 2021. What does that mean? It sold all the traditions? Yeah, absolutely correct. That's, it, it, it sold the options. It exercised the options. And whatever money was credited to me on account of that went into my account and basically went on top of the initial investment that I had put in it. So
2: whoever manages the uh, index funds they already have this programmed into their system. Absolutely. There is That's no charge
12: correct. for that. There is a zero strategy so if, charge if, for So
2: if, if it
12: drops by 6%, they say yeah. sell, whatever it is. Well, if it drops by 6%, you get zero because they cover the cost for That's you. the floor protection. That's the floor protection so, so, that you get in. Yeah.
4: So this. just,
11: uh, again, just just to circle back, Jawad, these are not stocks and bonds. There's no selling, selling going on. So these are options. Option. You, you exercise your right to buy or not to buy. Mm-hmm. So so there, there is no sale involved per se. you know. So if you, if, if the price drops, you just don't buy
2: the option. Exactly. Walk, walk away. So that, the index it. funds are option funds? So it's not it's index not funds. A fund. It's not a fund. They're it's not, funds. not a fund. They're it's not funds. a fund. You're it's basically insurance. pegging. Your, your,
12: whatever your investment strategy is, is pegged against that index. So if the index makes 10%, you get 10%. If the index goes negative, say next year, like 2022, the index started at 4,800. In 2023, it was at 4,000. So you lost money in your, in your paper gains for your mutual funds. But in case of an IUL, they just did not exercise that option. And whatever little money they invested towards that option, they said, OK, so- we're not going to exercise it. But what they do is with the remaining portion of the money, which they have invested in what is called as general ledger accounts, they get enough interest credited to where they can give you whatever your floor was promised to you, which is zero percent. That's how they cover. Again, I'm not trying to cover too much in here. Yeah,
1: initially I had much difficulty in understanding or grasping the idea of index as uh-huh. well. So, yeah, you can maybe tell them exactly what an index is. Or, so, an index
12: is basically yeah. what what we say. What was the Dow today? It was what thirty four thousand right. something, right? That right. is the it's index. An S&P, yes. S&P it is the Dow. S&P yes, index. yes, it is so the S&P index, the Dow index, and the Nasdaq, right. NASDAQ so index. So it is right? The, right. the
1: same what, thing, Jawahar.
12: Exactly. Uh, you just yeah. you're just not <laughs> investing in the Exxon Mobil fund that is in the S P index you're basically investing not investing you're pegging it against the index itself so it's Mm. whatever the index is doing right because the index is a combination of good companies bad companies not so good and fantastic companies like tesla right Right. so i'm not i'm agnostic individual i'm agnostic to what each company is doing right right. so coming back over there i do i'm I'm telling you uh, the the differences between mutual funds versus iuls right so you have guaranteed floor protection now the face value or the death benefit on an IUL can be set up to an increasing level to where it will keep up with the inflation. For example, a lot of people, thirty years ago, had set their death benefits to one hundred fifty thousand dollars because one hundred fifty thousand dollars thirty years ago was a big amount. But what is that amount going to be worth today? Mm-hmm. Well, you can always set it up to where you know this death benefit is basically on an increasing basis to where it is keeping up with the inflation as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Best part about an IUL policy, the ability to add riders like long-term care with cash indemnity options an accidental death benefit wherein you can get additional coverage in the event of, you know, death in an accident. All these riders can be added at a minuscule cost, as compared to actually doing a long-term care policy, which and a lot of people care at forty-five, is huge these absolutely, days
1: because it's so expensive. So just expensive. a quick, oh, yeah. just a quick statistic: I one see out these of these patients on a daily yeah, basis, and how go. much they're struggling, you know? To I get, mean, a quick, yeah. quick
12: statistic: one out of ten people in the United States are going to be exposed to a, a car crash. Oh, so no, we all no. have insurance, <laughs> Let's but, not, but seven yeah. out of ten are going to need long-term care. that is true and we need to be well well prepared for that so these policies give you these riders at a very low cost than actually getting an LTC policy Mm -hmm. and then last but not the least you know the tax free death benefit which is unaffected by probate so whoever you design as your beneficiary gets a tax free benefit there is mm-hmm. no, nothing to do with probate and all. So I just wanted to give you guys a, a quick in-depth you know, uh, analysis between the uh, differences between the mutual funds and, and the IUS. And it can
1: also be someone in India.
12: So if absolutely. You're, uh, yes, yes, absolutely. Out there, absolutely. Yeah, correct. Outside they the don't US have to have, have a social security. And, and, and Sanchali, do you know the best part about the LTC benefits? Yes. The LTC benefits, as long as they are certified by an AMA certified doctor in a foreign country, which India is one of those, they will honor LTC benefits in India as well. Wow. Really? That's, that's yes. Huge. yes. That's Absolutely. as well okay so that's the that's the best part about this and and let
11: me just jump in on that ltc just to sort of uh, you know buffer up the point a little bit that the the payments for ltc and i'm salil just mentioned this you know the earlier you start your 30s and 40s it is a minuscule amount Mm -hmm. really a minuscule amount you're talking about 10 12 15 bucks a month Mm -hmm. and and to get that level of benefit where you know you're getting covered for months on end in case, uh, in case a person yes. is down because of any kind of disability or, you know, inability to do certain functions in life, that is a huge thing. So, again, the insurance companies have to, you know, cover their risk. And LTC is one of those risks that they are covering. But if you're starting earlier in life and just, just get LTC as part of your insurance policy… Hey, you don't have to pay a whole lot as you as you grow in
12: age. Ask me how much am I paying for a million-dollar LTC Shaleel, policy. how much are you paying <laughs> for an LTC it's, policy? It's $35 a month, yes. guys. Wow. But $35 a month. Yes, yes, sir. Really? Absolutely. And, my and, that's, is and that's, a month.
11: that's locked in when he got yes, the policy.
12: exactly. Well, I had stepped out for a minute, at least in my mind I had. What? <laughs> What is an LTC again? It's long-term care. So it what, what what basically long-term care is defined as is when you cannot do two out of six activities of daily yeah. living okay. like dressing up, you know, bathing, continence, you know, going to the toilet yes. stuff like that. You basically qualify for long-term care. Most of this long-term care is not covered by your insurance. Correct. Medicare covers a portion of it, but with the cash indemnity option as long as you have a doctor that can validate your LTC claim, the insurance company is going to pay you. But and how, how can they make money at $35 a month? Because it is covered under the auspices of the overall umbrella policy. That's the beauty of it, right? When you bundle services together, you obviously get a much more discounted rate yeah, than compared to this. And so, J-
3: Jawar, if uh, someone gets a, that policy at the age of 35... They won't need uh, LTC exactly. until they're for a long time. Yes. Really? So, so all that more. money
1: is accumulating. Yeah. Absolutely. Promote
2: correct. you and I missed the boat here. Yeah, know. we <laughs> certainly
11: did. So, so it's the same thing. Uh, you know, just, just to uh, um, further the point a little bit. Javari, yeah, I'm, I'm about to take a break. So, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> so, just to further the point, like like you have uh, in your auto insurance and home insurance, you bundle it. You, you get a discount. It's okay. the same thing that... Uh, so the umbrella policy. The right. umbrella policy. Right. Right. Guys, thank
2: you once again very much. It's 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 amazing to me how quickly time flies by. You've been talking about this for 30 minutes and we still have more to cover. Absolutely. Folks, if you I thought want... we had another 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, if you want... Next month. If you, if you have questions to, uh, to raise, you can reach ASH at 832-723-9555. And we look forward to having you guys back with us. Thank next you very week. much. Thanks Absolutely for delicious. having Thank us. You happy all. Valentines. We happy so Valentines. Much. Yeah,
0: happy
1: Valentines.
2: Alright, take care.
0: I'm San And I'm promoting Indo American, American News Radio. Radio. News.
6: This Valentine's Day, celebrate with the two loves of your life. Your partner and your love of modern Indian cuisine. Mahesh's Kitchen invites you to a romantic evening with welcome drink, tantalizing five-course prefix dinner and live music on Valentine's Day, Tuesday, Feb 14th, 6-10pm. to All this for $140 per couple. Limited seating, so reserve now on open table. Call 281-937-7796. Or visit maheshs Ah.
9: This is the life. Sipping on a margarita, lounging on the top deck of the Royal Caribbean's Allure of the Seas.
6: Yes, honey, we are on the largest cruise ship in the world.
9: Mm. We'll dine at the amazing restaurants, enjoy Broadway shows and gambling casinos.
4: Sail the Allure of the Seas every Sunday from Galveston to Cozumel, Costa Maya and Roatan.
6: Call Deepthi Mehta at Travel Express at 713-468-7000 to get exclusive special Offers. She can save you a bundle and get you the best cabins.
0: Indo American News Radio.
6: India News.
0: US News. World News. Movie Reviews. And Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday, 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm promoting Indo American News right. Radio. Right.
2: Okay, we're back again, folks, and this time Sanchali is making such a big racket over here. She's telling me all this good stuff about chocolates and so on. And uh, we have just brought in our, ne- our next guest, uh, and that is Mr. Ashok Moza. Um, let's see, we have an... Ashok actually sent us an introduction on him. Yeah,
3: it's new. has a lot of information that I didn't know about him.
2: Right, right. Do you want to do
3: this? Uh, sure. Uh, Ashok Moza was born in Srinagar after India's independence. He was brought up in a Kashmiri Pandit family. His grandfather was a headmaster at the only high school at that time. His father was a government employee, and his mother was a school teacher. Ashok got his early education from Kashmir, including his bachelor's degree in engineering. Ashok got a master's degree in engineering <coughs> from IIT Kanpur, and worked in India for Larsen & Tubro before coming to the U.S. in 1976. And once coming here, he got his Ph.D. in material sciences and engineering. After graduating, he joined Exxon Research and Engineering Company and worked there for five years. After leaving Exxon, Ashok started Chemicals Incorporated, a specialty chemical manufacturing plant in 1985 in Baytown on a five-acre lot since then the site has grown to a 23 acre facility in 2010 he started another chemical manufacturing site in bay city on a 110 acre lot with a railway siding he also owns a trucking company that hauls chemicals for other companies and between these three companies they employ more than 200 people uh, welcome, Ashok. Uh, it's nice to have you back again with us. Well, one thing that... I'm
2: sorry, I, I must add to this. The last part is that Ashok is an outdoorsman who has led many backpacking trips in the U.S., especially in the Grand Canyon. He's taken people down all the way down to the Grand Canyon, okay. r- riverbed. He's do
1: you still do that?
2: Not, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He's a triathlete, and an avid tennis player, and, a, and an accomplished skier. In fact, in his age bracket... He's uh, ranked number two in skiing mm. wow. in Texas. Very nice. he's, he's married to Madhu, who is yeah. with us today. And the, they have two kids, Rina and R- Ritesh. So I, I wanted to make sure that Those people knew about feats.
1: that. are huge yeah. I didn't know this about you. So I'm gl- glad Jawar pointed all these things out.
2: So Shuk, you have been with us many, many times. We've talked about Kashmir to, when you first came to the show. Uh, two, two or three times, and then we talked about veganism, right. and then we talked about Kashmir again. And uh, among the Kashmiri c- community here, you have known as a, a, an expert on what's going on in Kashmir, at least in current uh, affairs. And so that's why we turn to you once again to talk about Kashmir post-Article 370.
1: And we just had a speaker earlier today, uh, Dr. Opinder yes, Bhan, who talked Pindar about Mahan. the history of Kashmir. So right. it's kind right. of yeah. piggybacking on that. Well, yeah. he
2: talked about ancient Kashmir. Correct. The history. Yeah.
1: Right.
3: And now we the want... The present, present. Yeah. yeah. What is the present state of Kashmir? Well, to you?
13: after last time I was here, yes. since then, the really major event has been the implementation of the Supreme Court order in Kashmir. Uh-huh. There was an act promulgated by the Farooq Abdullah ministry back in 2001 called Roshni Act. Mm-hmm. It was essentially a scam and that's how Supreme Court has described it too. Essentially oh, okay. give land to everybody mostly muslims in Kashmir free and settle as many muslims in jammu as possible. Mm-hmm. And idea and Jammu was,
3: is, used to be a Hindu majority.
13: It is still a Hindu majority area, but there was a plan to change the demographics of Jammu. Okay. And it was led by Gulam Nabi Azad, the okay. Congress
2: leader. Uh, how old, long ago was this?
13: This was something like about 2002, 2003. Uh-huh. They started giving free land to Kashmiri Muslims
2: in Jammu. This is after they pushed all the Kashmiri pundits, pundits out uh, of Kashmir. Oh, yeah. We're talking about... 1990s. The, we are talking too. about
13: now 2001 and 2002. Right. What they did, they settled, started giving free land to Kashmiri Muslims to settle in Jammu. Mm-hmm. Essentially with the aim of changing the demographics. Mm-hmm. And then they enacted this law called Roshni Act, where it was supposed to raise money for utilities. Mm-hmm. That's why Roshni word. But it was just a scam and everybody kashmiri muslims the top leadership they got prime pieces of property for a song
1: wow but why was this act or whatever you know promulgated because the the muslims did not have any issues in living in kashmir why did they have to come and settle well, in jammu it was and, no, and, 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 it was a scam no, to majority. steal
13: kashmir the prime land by the GDP, by the muftis by the Abdullahs by the but who came up by with settling the act? them in Jammu. act came by by the national conference
2: national conference of, of it's Faruk a party Udallah. of sorry Farooq Abdullah oh he was reading.
13: so <laughs> long story short when BJP came to power at the center they went to the Supreme Court saying it hey, this is a scam mm-hmm. and Supreme Court yes it's a scam so they told them they repeal the law. Mm-hmm. And implementation now would involve evict, evicting all the Kashmiri Muslims who have bought proper, who have land, free land in Jammu or have occupied it illegally and the properties that the political leadership in Kashmir owns in Kashmir itself.
7: Mm-hmm.
1: But has that happened? Have yes, it has,
13: it has already started happening. The bulldozers are already working. But here is the interesting thing. The opposition is coming from PDP, National Conference, Congress Party, also Gula Azad, and lashkar e Oh,
2: of course, all very extremist groups. Well, except for the Hizgalibu Congress.
13: Jahideen. Now you wonder, why would they be opposing it? What is the problem? Mm-hmm. The problem is because this plan of changing the demographics of Jammu has been essentially turned into fiasco. Mm-hmm. They have exposed it for what it was. And all the Kashmiri Muslims are being now asked to evacuate the land because it's not your land. If you don't, we'll bulldoze your house. Mm-hmm. That's why Gulam Azad went to Amit Shah in Delhi. Hey, this is a bad act. This shouldn't be done. But he was behind the whole plan, how to change the demographics of Jammu. So much so, when Rohingya Muslims were kicked out of uh, Myanmar or the old burma guess who offered to settle them kashmir kashmir and guess where they wanted to settle it not jammu. in kashmir valley but in, jammu. but in jammu oh really really so there are some rohingyas in jammu and Congress is and bjp is working on to evict them out really yes so that is one act so what's happening right now, that land is being taken off. Farooq Abdullah has land is worth about 800 crores. And government is saying we are going to take it back. And then we will let you bid on it and mm-hmm. an open auction. Mm-hmm. If you win the auction, you'll get it.
2: So Faruq Abdullah would lose 800 crores.
13: 800 crores. You can see in Gulmag all the hotels, mm-hmm. almost let's say 96% of the hotels owned by Kashmiri Muslims they have a lease payment of 5 rupees. Wow! Wow. Can you
1: believe that? In a place like Gulmarg. In in a place like
13: Gulmarg. Where a square foot will go at least 1,000 times that amount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all that is changing because BJP has decided that they are going to basically bring some law and order into this.
2: But I'm sure that the Muslims who are there, who have their land being taken away from them, are taking the sitting down.
13: They are not taking sitting down. That's why now lashkar e has threatened all those government officials who will try to implement this policy that they are going to be our targets.
2: Oh, to kill them?
13: To kill them. Um, but it looks like the present Lieutenant governor is determined to change this, evict all these illegal se- settlers in Jammu, also take all these prime properties from Farukub and others. Because in this, all of them are together. This was a land grab movement, essentially, A, to make the Kashmiri political leadership rich, as if they were poor, they were rich, and they became now richer. And also, change the demographics of Jammu in such a way that eventually Jammu becomes a Muslim-majority area. Yeah. And this that has put, a, so, put this, a break into it.
2: This must put a, a huge amount of the security forces there in Jammu to control the situation, right?
13: Yes. Well, the thing is that the beneficiaries of this were also some BJP uh, leaders in Jammu. Mm-hmm. So therefore, there was some some protests. Right. But main protests happened in the Muslim areas. They are behind the Bahu Fort in Jammu, if you know the geography of Jammu. They just occupied that whole land. And they are protesting... But it looks like left and gone, is determined to evict them.
3: Okay, but, uh, Ashok, uh, another interesting uh, news that occurred uh, earlier this week was that uh, the, the geology of uh, yes. mm-hmm. uh, that lithium, that. lithium deposits yes. have been discovered. They found six, six
13: 6.1 m- million tons of yes.
3: recoverable lithium potential,
13: potential is there. And my guess is that usually the way these surveys go, they first take a pessimistic estimate. It's not the most optimistic estimate. It's the most pessimistic because they have had these drill cores, they have analyzed how much lithium is in them, and then they form the geological map of that whole area. If that happens, India will be the second largest produce, not producer, but second largest uh, country who has the most deposits in the world.
2: After Bolivia? After Chile. Chile? Chile. Okay.
13: And if that if this would be a tremendous boost to India. Right. Because right now lithium, India is importing most of it. And already three main companies in this country, FMC, I mean FMC chemicals, Albemarle, and there's a French company. They have already expressed interest to be allowed to give mining rights. Right. And it looks like the there's another Indian company that's also interested in exploring it. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, the picture will emerge in another six months to a year. There's a lot of drilling going on, not just by the geological survey of India, but also by some private companies, Vedanta particularly. If that turns out to be, that will be a tremendous boost.
2: Well, now, but this is in which region? This I is see. in Jammu, Riyasi. In, in Jammu itself. Yes,
13: but see, here is another thing what Garmin did recently. Jammu and Kashmir is one of those states where agricultural land can only be bought if you're going to use it for agriculture. Mm-hmm. If you are not going to use it for agriculture, you can't buy it. And this is true in Maharashtra. I think this is true in uh, several states in India, Bengal, West Bengal. But in Kashmir, Jammu, they changed it. Uh. <laughs> they said, no. If you want, if you have to, if it is, I mean, a farmer only, a farmer doesn't have the right only a farmer cannot buy a, buy a farming land now. Anybody can buy it. Oh, okay. This was a special provision that Lieutenant Garner incorporated in Jammu so anybody can buy land. And I think they want to industrialize Jammu.
3: Sure.
2: I see, I see. So, so this is adding another aspect to the potential economic boom in Jammu. That could affect the whole political geography and and machinations there.
13: Well, one of the things that I was disappointed with BJP, Mm -hmm. when you made an international airport in Srinagar, why didn't you do the same thing in Jammu? Why don't you just let Jammu come up too? Jammu has huge uh, tourist potential too. You Mm -hmm. got Kud, you got Batot, then you got several. Arabs love to go there for hunting. Mm -hmm. And they didn't do it. But the present left Nangana is determined that within 10 years, the change, the face of Jammu has to change. It should become probably the biggest industrial hub in north
2: well so let's uh, leave Jammu behind for a minute what about the situation in srinagar
13: situation in srinagar is this that <clears throat> most kashmiri muslims leaving the older older generation out people who are above 60 the younger generation is now into material things mm-hmm. they want to improve their life they are into bollywood i mean normally what kids should be what kids are everywhere mm-hmm. and Therefore, the younger generation is not siding with the, the Lashkar, Toybar, his will. You're Mujahideen. talking about the
2: younger generation, Muslims?
13: Muslims. There are only Muslims now left there. I mean, oh, really? <laughs> let's face it. Kashmir mm-hmm. is now 99% Muslim. Mm-hmm. All the remnants of uh, non Muslims were taken out. And a lot of people don't know this and probably don't want to know this is this. See, two people become enemies. When we try to hurt each other's interests, mm-hmm. either physical interests or monetary interests, or for any other reason, but for Muslims, it is a it is a it's an affront to them that you haven't accepted their faith. Mm-hmm. If you are a non-Muslim, basically what their scriptures tell them is that he is insulting your faith by mm-hmm. not accepting it. Mm-hmm. Therefore, he is your enemy. So. It's a different mindset. Mm-hmm. I wish Gandhi and Nehru's of the world had read their books and understood their mindset. Mm-hmm. So such strategies could have been evolved how to deal with it. Nehru was a Kashmiri, it. right? Nehru was a Kashmiri. Kashmiri. But I mean, for all practical purposes, he was a Marxist. Huh. Fabian <laughs> Marxist, he studied at, under Harald Lasky yes. at the London School of Economics. He was his close friend. So they had a different Different outlook Mm -hmm. that all conflicts in the world can be summed up in one conflict. That's class struggle. So it becomes an ideology. People now are fighting not because monetary reasons only. There are other reasons, Mm -hmm. ethnic reasons. So many. And bottom line is this, that India is ruled by a party which understands where Muslims are coming from and is accordingly
3: dealing with it. And you talked about the younger generations. In, in and uh, one yes. of the most interesting aspects is uh, there's a young pace uh, bowler named Umran Malik. Yeah. He's from Kashmir. correct. Right. And he's on the uh, Indian uh, cricket team, the national team. Mm-hmm. You will see a lot
13: of Umrans now coming out of Kashmir.
2: That's So uh, getting back to the situation in Srinagar, were you saying that the young people are interested in the things that most young people should be interested in. Uh, does that make them more inclined to 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 migrate south to other parts of India where they have more opportunities?
13: Of course, that's all that has already happened.
2: So roughly, so the population of young people in Srinagar is actually declining.
13: No, there's a lot of money coming into Kashmir from the United Arab Emirates. Ah. There's a lot of investment coming from Muslim countries. You see what uh, Modi has done; his government has done. They have uh, sold this whole concept of India as an investment destination. Mm-hmm. Destination. As a result, there is money, I mean, investment coming in the form of. It's coming in the form of. Uh, you know, uh, investment from United Arab Emirates, from Saudi Arabia, from, uh, in fact, they are wooing the Muslim world as much as they possibly can. And And that is changing. And the Kashmiri Muslims also see that. What are they investing
2: in? Ski
13: slopes. Mostly, they are investing in tourist industry, tourist-related oh, okay. industry. But Kashmir's before the tourism took off, yeah, half of their revenue used to come from their handicrafts. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, a-
2: that's Ashok, true. Ashok, I have to interrupt you right now. We're going to be going to a commercial break, and we'll have Ashok Moza again for about ten minutes. Uh, Ashok made the trek out here. Usually, he just calls in. Yes. But they, I'm so glad that he came over here along with his lovely wife, Madhu. But, folks, don't go away. We'll be back with Ashok Moza to talk more about Kashmir and the current situation in Kashmir post Article 370. So this is Indo-American News Radio.
0: U.S. News. World News. Movie Reviews. And Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday. 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramon. Indo-American
8: News Radio.
0: मैं अधूरा नहीं पूरा पत्थर नहीं जो जाऊ मुझे समझना मैं का हीरा एक में चमक
9: Maharaja jewelers Tradition of strength, strength of purity. Happy Valentine's Day from Maharaja
0: jewelers Maharaja jewelers 5821 Hillcroft.
9: Bringing diamonds to life.
0: Value is
9: for big dreams and little ones. It's for your friends, your family, and your future.
8: At Discount Power, we believe in the power of value. We know you do too. It's why our electricity plans are made to fit your budget and your life. We want to help you spend more time and money on what matters to you because that's what matters to us. Discount Power, helping you save on electricity. Visit discountpowertx.com and sign up today. PUCT number 10177.
2: Indo-American News
0: Radio,
1: India News,
0: U.S. News, World News, Movie Reviews, and Local Community Roundup, every Saturday, 4 to 6 p.m., on Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali.
3: And I'm promoting
8: Indo-American American news, radio. news
3: Radio. Welcome back, listeners. Uh, we're continuing our conversation with Ashok Moza, and he was touching up on the uh, The UAE investment in Kashmir? Well, it's not just UAE. Uh It is several,
13: you know, countries in several Islamic countries who have been wooed by the BJP government to invest in Kashmir. I see. And Kashmir, Srinagar Airport, Damodar Airport, has Uh been turned into an international airport. Uh There's a lot of improvement in the airport Uh they are going to build another runway from what i heard the other big event is going to be the rail link to india the the bridge over Chenab. that's the only part that's missing in the entire rail line from anywhere from india to baramula or srinagar That will be completed probably by the year end. Oh, okay. And it's a a huge engineering monumental task. I think we've seen some pictures of Mm -hmm. it. So that will be completed. So once the connectivity issues are done, and the local Muslims in Kashmir have recognized that there is no point in harassing tourists from India, even though they may be Hindus or Christians or Sikhs, we need them for our well-being. Yeah. And this whole thing is going to change, so and Government of India is now auctioning up these lands that they that the muftis and the Abdullah's of the world had uh, you know, usurped. Yeah, they are going to be auctioned off. Oh, okay. and there will be several, several conglomerates within India who are going to bid for those properties.
1: So is it safe for tourism? Is tourism flourishing in that area? Very flourishing. This year they
13: had probably never in the history of Kashmir did they have so many tourists. It's like almost 30 to 40 percent more. And they are saying it will explode.
2: So essentially economic uh, improvement outfoxed militant
13: that was the general uh, uh, approach that Indian government always used, that if we can get some economic prosperity in Kashmir, their reason to pick up guns will probably disappear. Mm-hmm. And But <laughs> over the last 70 years, there wasn't much going right. on, yeah. other than money was being stolen from the government of India and put in their own personal accounts and their personal properties. Mm-hmm. But... With this new thrust to invest in Kashmir, in the infrastructure for for the tourist industry, I mean, there was a time when there was, after, since 1990, there was not a single Hindu Hindu hotel in Kashmir. Mm -hmm. You wanted to have a vegetarian meal, it wasn't possible. Mm -hmm. Mm. Now there are so many have come up. Mm. Well,
2: uh, I my question is what is in it for the UAE or other uh, mo, you know muslim investors or countries to invest in, in Kashmir what are they getting back in return, return on investment but it, do they feel secure that they'll get their money back it looks like i this is not in the printed
13: media anywhere mm-hmm. but talking to several people in jammu particularly i mean i have several friends there they all say that some financial kind of guarantees have been committed to these arab countries that mm-hmm. in case things go head south and we will compensate you mm-hmm. but see what is happening now that they know they may be compensated but to what extent so uae becomes a stakeholder
3: right exactly in kashmir yeah
13: and who are they going to pressurize pakistan yeah mm mm-hmm. Cut that crap out. <laughs> Don't <laughs> stop sending these lunatics across. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, Ashoka, are there any developments on the education front to teach the younger generation?
13: Well, the present Lieutenant Governor has a long list on his uh, I mean, long list of on his agenda. Mm-hmm. One of the things is that this Madrasa education yes. needs to be changed. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't he doesn't want to, you know. Take so much at one point because there'll be opposition to it right he's saying that you want to teach them quran i'm okay with it but make sure they also learn computer science they
3: also learn engineering so is there a kashmir university yes of course there's a
13: kashmir university there are two engineering colleges there are a couple of medical colleges there are it's not that there's not enough education Mm -hmm. the education that's being imparted to these poorer sections of the Kashmir, in villages and all. That education needs Needs to be changed. changed. And the present government in Kashmir recognizes that, Mm -hmm. that this madrasa education is not really helping these other than turn them into these warriors for Islam. Mm -hmm. And that's not getting them anywhere. What about telecommunication links? Are they very strong? Telecommunication links are very strong, and they have... The 5G is probably going to be implemented this year in entire Jammu and Kashmir state. At least that's what I was reading in ExcelShare. That 5G will be implemented. You have a television station, you have a radio station, and there are several FM stations. Some of them were shut down because they had become mouthpieces of lashkar e That have been shut down. But there is no information starvation in Kashmir. Yeah. But most Kashmiri young generation has nothing to do with this. They are fed up with this.
2: Right. So they want to get on with their lives. They and want, to want to get on with their lives.
13: You can go to Lalchok and raise a uh, Tiranga. Mm-hmm. You couldn't do that 25 years ago without being killed.
2: Yeah. Okay. So basically they're, they're saying, never mind. It's whatever they want to do.
13: And the things that are happening in Pakistan is also going, is having its impact. Mm-hmm. Pakistan is bankrupt. Right. They have hardly about a billion dollars left. And the conditions that IMF is imposing on them, they can't meet them because that's asking, open up your books. Let's see which general has stolen how much from your previous loans. Mm-hmm. You have to show us so we see that they don't increase their asset value. Right. And Pakistan will never accept those conditions. And Kashmiri Muslim is not stupid. He sees that. Mm-hmm. He said, what am I doing with that country? Look at, there's no Atta right now in so-called Azad Kashmir, part of Pakistan-occupied Kashmir. Has, the price has increased almost 30 times. Wow. In Kashmir, you have a ration that is subsidized. You can get a rice kilo for about 5 rupees. Think ah. about it. Mm-hmm. Pakistanis can't dream of that. And Kashmiris understand that in this revolution of information, <laughs> they know what's going on in Pakistan. So they see their interests lie to stay with India they are not going to become independent because neither India is going to let that happen, neither Pakistan is going to let that happen, and certainly China is not going to be a party to it. Mm-hmm. Then, hey, let's accept it, let's try to make the best of the deal.
2: So they moved away from the stalemate, they decided to move forward with, pro- with progress. Exactly. Ashok thank you so much we've been talking to Ashok Moza who's uh, a, as you can tell a, 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 a expert on Kashmiri situation as it is right now and also knows a great deal about Kashmiri history and be, uh, and a frequent guest on our show we always appreciate you being here Ashok and this was so revealing and very encouraging to hear all this stuff uh,
13: Thank you Johar for inviting me
1: Thank you so much for you know we it's always such a pleasure having you on our yeah, show because learning we learn experience. so much yes
13: Thank you, guys. Thank Thank
2: you. you, Thank you very much once again, and happy Valentine's Day to both of you. Yes. All right, sir. So we'll be back. Uh, Folks, don't go away. This is Indo-American News. We are going to have someone call in very shortly with uh, a Valentine's proposal.
8: Oh, really? Yes. All right. (laughs)
2: Folks, we're back again. We were just saying goodbye to Ashok Moza and his lovely wife M- Madhu, and they are um, they're actually exiting right now. But we have with us, uh, we have a caller who is uh, none other than Sunil Pangarkar, and he will be uh, talking to us a little bit about Valentine's Day. Well, not talking to us so much as we asked him uh, what he would say to his Valentine. Uh, and as a proposal for Valentine's Day, how about that, Sanjali? Huh? All right. And and Sunil, are you there with us? Yes. Aha! Uh-huh. And is your lovely wife there with you?
11: No, she is not. And uh, that is because we are getting ready to go to another engagement.
2: Ah, okay.
1: welcome to the show, Sunil.
2: Always well, a pleasure. We we had you with us a long time ago. So the first year we started the show. Remember, yes. Sunil.
1: Yes, he talked about his charity work that he does in India.
2: Right. the the train The train. Yes. What What was it called again? Jagriti Yatra. Jagriti Yatra. That is correct. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I know that you recently come back from India and, and uh, visited that yes. that project.
1: Yeah, it was quite some phenomenal work mm-hmm. that you do down there. So
2: right. Yeah. But thank you. but thank you so much for calling in. Now, Sunil, we put you on the spot because we wanted to know what was your
1: so, what made you pick Sunil? I'm just curious. I ran into him last night. <laughs> oh, okay, okay,
2: okay, okay. <laughs> what oh. was? What is your Valentine's Day proposal to your lovely Valentine?
1: What would you say to Varsha? <laughs> uh, so, uh, I hope yeah. she's listening.
2: If uh, not, we'll send uh, her the recording.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I. But I know, you know, I'm
11: a value-based person, kind of thing, you know. So they uh, <laughs> go. time हो गया तो loving Tokyo का गाना ओ, ओ ओ मेरी ओ मेरी जान-ए-जनाना आहा
2: तो आहा, तो
11: आहा मैं तो मैंने दूसरे सा ये बोलता लिखी थी लाइन की आ, तू आ, तू मेरे साथ रहना बर्तन मांजूंगा रोजाना
13: ओए होए <laughs> मेरी तो <रुबैंटिक. laughs>
1: Uh, right. dry, huh? uh, right. <laughs> Make it as practical as
2: possible. <laughs> yeah, very good, to
1: the timing.
11: the time exactly I ma- ready hai. <laughs> <laughs> What
1: would she say to you, uh, uh, Sunil? <laughs> oh, I I am not so sure. She's running away right now. Aha! <laughs> she knew when is a good time to exit, huh?
2: Yeah, yeah. So Sunil is uh, we we I we caught on to you last night, and so you were so good to call in. But have a happy Valentine's yeah, day. Yeah, thank
1: you so much thank for you. being a good sport.
2: If you are here, have chocolate and <laughs> uh, we need to have you back here to talk about Jagruti, Sunil. Okay, thank you. Okay, definitely. And so, please have a happy Valentine's Day. Thank you. Thank
1: you. Right, okay.
2: Thank you. Bye bye. So
1: right. that was very nice of him to uh, call.
2: Uh, real quick, uh, wanted to. There's one announcement by the Indo American Charity. Uh, I mean, uh, Chamber of Commerce of Greater Houston. They have a tax seminar with Swapn Darivan, Desai. Rimpal Mahesh, uh, Mashruvala and Karshav Kumbhata and they are going to be uh, doing this on at India House on February the 18th from 2pm to 5pm so if you are interested in going there please do so but of course 2pm to 5pm is also when we are on the radio so if you rather listen to us we, we understand <laughs> and I also wanted to give a shout out to Shelley Arnold who is the executive director of the Memorial Park uh, Conservancy for the fantastic uh, new project that they've unveiled today, which is the Memorial Park Land Bridge. I was there this morning at about 10 o'clock. It was really cold.
3: Yeah, I, th- really I thought so. Too.
2: Yeah, but, but it was really neat. There Did a lot of people come? Probably uh, by the time I was leaving, I, le- I left about 11.30. There must have been 2,000 people there. Oh, that's pretty good. It was a, uh, it was a big picnic. And HEB gave away, away free uh, picnic baskets. Oh, to yeah, fo-
1: yeah. You wanted to be there early so that uh, you could get one. I never
2: got one. Oh, mm-hmm. you were not early enough. No, but I, I, I had VIP passes, so I ended up going to the VIP part and at least having a free meal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not bad. Ran into Mayor Turner, and uh, so he was... Uh, uh, you
3: know, I think they should have postponed it a little bit and de- done it in March or April.
2: Yeah, that's possibly tr- uh, Maybe they'll do another thing like this. But it's it's marvelous. Uh, it's it's like a huge prairie. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's, it, it's incredible that we have so much land over there. Yeah. So, anyway. I think
3: It's not it's,
1: much uh, time it, to do sports and movies it's anymore. It's larger
3: than Central Park.
2: Right. It larger. is? Yeah. Wow, that's yeah, good information. Shelley was on the show with Sarah Newberry just uh, a month ago. Mm-hmm. So,
3: And yeah, we don't have any time for anything else.
1: Who are you rooting for tomorrow?
3: Uh, I think I'll go with uh, Phillies because of uh, what I mentioned in yes, the news Yes, yes, that Jalen Hurts is the quarterback for the Phillies and he's from China View.
1: But the New Australia match was a total wash. huh? But
3: Can- yeah. Kansas City has a, a quarterback who has roots in Texas also. Right. Uh, where did he go? Uh, Patrick, th- Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes. I think he's. Did he, some, we, did he go to one of the Texas universities? Uh,
2: he's got. He was raised in some small town here in Texas. Oh, okay. That's correct. Okay.
3: That's well. Then, it's even now. Then. I,
2: I think I, I'm going to go with Kansas City. I, oh, okay. I think Mahomes has a lot of spunk. Yeah, he
1: has more uh, potential,
2: but he's
3: injured. Oh, oh that's not good. Well, then we need to call in Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Tom is going to be on the air pretty soon. He will be a color analyst. Oh yeah. Yeah, for Fox, I think. Oh really? Fox Sports for football.
2: Yes. Yeah, I see. I see. Uh, and uh, promote the any uh, any uh, well, you talked about the Victory City, uh, Rushdie's book. Oh yeah, in Salman Rushdie's book in the latest issue of our paper.
3: Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, He has recovered very well, and his mental state is pretty good, and he's written a book, so it's amazing that uh, Salman Rushdie has come back in such a strong fashion.
2: Right, he has. Of course, he wrote the book before the attack, Yeah. and he was actually on stage talking about his recent novel when that happened Yeah. last November, I guess. That's right,
3: yeah. Uh, But all in all, uh, we'll look forward to the Super Bowl. And then the Indian women's cricket team is uh, playing in the T20 World Cup in South Africa. Oh, wow. So wish them luck. Uh, Who who do you pick? Well, India has a strong chance, but England and Australia are always very competitive.
2: Really? Yeah. In women's cricket?
3: Yeah, uh, as well as the men's. They're strong every which way.
2: Right. I understand. Well, we had a great time this time with the, both the quiz and the, uh, some of our other guests. And next week, we'll have some more uh, interesting guests and a quiz. The next, t- uh, next week, we're going to have teenagers oh, okay. taking part in the quiz.
3: Okay, that's certainly
2: uh, a welcome change. Three teenagers,
3: yes, yes. So, it should be fun. And promote. Uh, yes, uh, ha- so have a good weekend. It's going to be a little cold and windy. Right. But I think... Uh, Monday should be a nice day, and uh, I think the rain comes back again on Tuesday.
2: Right. Well, but just in time for Valentine's Day, everything should clear up.
3: Uh, No, I think it gets a little worse.
2: It gets worse? Yeah. Then you have to cuddle for Valentine's (laughs)
7: Day. Yeah, that's right.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's always a good solution.
2: All right, folks, we're out of here. See you next week.
3: Yes, take care and be safe.
1: Goodbye, everyone.